What's going on, everybody? This is Michael Blatchard, the hitting coach at the University of Charleston. Um, so this is just kind of an addition to the blog post regarding the visualization of the scorecard. But we thought it'd be a great idea to have, you know, kind of talking from the coaching perspective as well as the player perspective um, with this concept as a whole. And we'll kind of go into more detail to explain what the concept is. But, you know, I'm sitting here with Pablo Cabrera, the development coach, um, who also assists and does an excellent job with the hitters. And I, we figured that having myself on with my playing career, as well as Pablo with his playing career, it'd be a great way to talk kind of approach, realizing or seeing what happens with outcomes and the overall philosophy kind of we're talking about from that blog post. So just a little bit about Pablo. Um, Pablo was a four-year starter at Florida Southern College. He had over 200 hits in his career and over 741 at bats. Um, you know, that's something that shows he's got a great amount of experience in the box and he's had many different things happen throughout his career as a hitter, um, all the way maturing at being a successful senior in college to being a freshman who didn't have much experience. So, and to on my side, you know, I, I'm in a similar situation to Pablo. I started as a freshman, played four years in college, um, somehow squeaked my way into 200 hits and had a similar amount of bats. So I think it is a good way for two coaches to kind of reflect on our time as players and talk a little bit about the hitting side. So let me introduce Pablo. Hello, everyone. Um, Blashford. Pleasure being on this podcast with you. Thanks for having me on. Um, uh, like Blasford said, I mean, I thought, you know, we both thought this was a good opportunity for us to uh, not just as coaches, but kind of give our former experience, um, you know, at the plate. I think him and I both had um, similar experiences and when it came to uh, that transition from, from high school baseball to college baseball and uh, really uh, realizing how, how, how different and how, how you know, how much attention to detail it really comes to, you know, when you move from one level to the next. Um, you know, I, I think I speak for both of us when we say we've had our ups and our downs. Um, but, you know, the blog post that he was talking about is basically how we deal with those ups and downs and how to make sure that, you know, we're even keel, as, as you can say. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is a, you know, I think this is a good opportunity for us to kind of, kind of discuss and just have, you know, share some ideas and, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. No doubt, no doubt. So <clears throat> kind of what we'll do to start is we'll kind of introduce the blog. Um, so for those of you who didn't read the blog, we'll give you a quick overview of what we're going into depth talking about. But we really talk about our offensive plan moving forward in the offseason or as we move into the regular season, getting our guys ready to play in games. So you know, it's, it's kind of interesting, the game of baseball right now. And historically, you know, you take batting practice as a player and you get fastballs down the middle every time, not getting a lot of change. But in game, the pitcher's whole objective is to get you out. So at Charleston, we kind of have the mindset and, you know, this is the way baseball is trending. We're trying to get our guys to compete and challenge them as much as possible and get them out because, that's not really what happened or that's what happens in games compared to practice in the past. You just hit 10 home runs and call it a day. We'd rather have our guys 
be challenged and potentially get out more often than not. But with that, that being said, we're constantly breaking them down. We're challenging them and they're in situations where they fail. The big challenge that we face is how we create confident hitters in the box and have guys who are ready to go in game if we're constantly breaking them down and making them fail. So that's the challenge we have. So, you know, this is something that Pablo and I kind of got together. We're both apt golfers and something that is throughout golf is the scorecard. Um, and we're constantly looking at the scorecard and, you know, sometimes it, it can be a problem in the game, but, you know, I think the problem with golf sometimes with a lot of golfers is once they finish playing, they throw their scorecard in the trash. Um, would you say that's right, Pablo? Uh, definitely. There's definitely some rounds there where I pick up that scorecard and I either leave it on the golf cart because I never want to see it again or go straight in the trash can. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, like, you know, forgetting about the past, um, is, is something that, uh, you know, we're kind of working towards, but we also want to reflect on the past for a split for, for a few seconds. And I think that's kind of where Blige is going to go into now. Yeah, so kind of with the scorecard. So what we do with our guys is we give them a scorecard and it it looks almost identical to a golf scorecard. And that's something we did purpose, purposely. Maybe it's because our bias and our passion for golf as well as baseball, but it's something we thought was funny. But what our guys will do is they fill out the scorecard after each at bat. Um, it's a very simple scorecard. We're not using it for our evaluation um this is something for them in which they can fill out really quickly um to really track what they do in the bat how many balls they had how many strikes they had was the pitcher right-handed or left-handed and then finally what it is is was it a good at bat an average at bat or a poor at bat um so they'll track that throughout game situations we'll do that in our Training sessions when we take them through short box at bats, which um, if for those of you who don't know, we'll stand maybe 45 feet away, 50 feet away, and we'll throw the whole arsenal at them. We'll try to strike them out. We'll try to get them out. Pablo's got the wicked slider. Um, it's not always in the zone, but that's that's a good thing. I mean, guys need to get on base. They need to walk too. Um, but so once they fill out the scorecard, once the day is over, that's when the visualization starts. So, you know, you can have a bad day in the box. Maybe you go one for four. That was the outcome. But there can, there's one at bat, oftentimes maybe even two at bats that don't go our way. We probably want a better outcome. So what we do is we have our guys visualize having success in that bat. We don't do the, well, I should have done this. I should have done that. They really visualize, okay, maybe I missed a fastball. I'm visualizing in my head what I'd be hitting that fastball up the middle and having success. Um, but we also don't tell our guys to be Superman out there or Barry Bonds in the 2004 season getting on base every time. And when he does get a hit, it's a home run. So we're, we're telling our guys to be realistic, but the real purpose of this is to have them have a positive outlook, maybe after having a bad day, that way we can keep it rolling moving forward in the future. So kind of what I, the good thing we have Pablo here for and myself is just kind of talk about our experience 
when we didn't have this and kind of what our mindsets were moving forward and how we handled those situations without the scorecard. So kind of let me ask Pablo now. So, you know, I'm sure in the 741 at bats, you had instances where you went 0 for 4. So talk to me kind of about your mindset after those days. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I think, um, you know, the whole point of, of having the scorecard is, is to uh, really establish some consistency. And, um, you know, I think as a, I'd say my, earlier in my career, I definitely let those uh, 0 for 4s um, weigh on me a lot more um, than the further in my career. And it's just because, you know, as a freshman, I wanted to do a lot. You know, I wanted to get on base. I wanted to drive runs in. I wanted to help my team win. And I mean, that's everyone's objective. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, baseball is hard. Um, baseball is really hard, you know, three for three for 10. And, you know, you know you're, you're a hell of a ball player. Um, so, I mean, you know, Oh, for four, for me, like I said, it's just, you know, it, it, it was a way of me, um, you know, for me going over four earlier in my career, um, was, you know, I let my team down. Um, you know, I, I didn't have good ABs. Um, and, and this was kind of the mindset that I had that, you know, you know, earlier in my career, it was a lot of slumps, right? You know, it was a lot of, all right, I went over four next game, we go for three having gotten a hit in the last two games, um, but also went the, the other way, right? So if I went two for two or two for, two for three, I, I, I carried that momentum um, into the next game, and, and I was a very streaky hitter. Um, and, uh, you know, later in my career, I kind of realized, you know, how can I stray away from being such a streaky hitter, right? And that's why we try to consistently – have these guys have that positive mindset because, you know, that's when slumps don't come into play. And, you know, if we stay even keel throughout the season, you know, not get too high or not get too low. I think that's kind of the goal as a hitter is just kind of, you know, be as consistent as you can. Um, Cause that's, you know, good hitters are consistent. And um, yeah, I mean, for me, that's, that's kind of how I approached it. Um, but, but yeah. So let me, let me ask you something real quick. If you, if you had an O for day, Oh, for four day, like say you're playing a, a Saturday game and then you have to go into BP the next day. How, what's your mindset after that? Oh, for four, maybe let's just say three K's. Um, man, I mean, I guess I would, I don't know, just put, put a lot of emphasis on my BP, um, a lot more than, than I would usually would. Right. So that would just kind of stray me from my routine. Um, you know, I've always, you know, I tried try to develop routines as a hitter later in my career, just to have that, um, you know, same routine that I can always go back to, right? So even if I'm playing really well, playing really, really poor, I have that routine that I've built, and and you know, it's every hitter has a different routine during BP, um, but I'd say, you know, earlier in my career, you know, I would just try to do too much and try to change mechanics wise, which is something I didn't want to do, especially in, in the middle of the season. Um, I think when you start thinking about mechanics in the middle of the season and you start taking that to the plate, that's when you get hurt. Um, but I mean, I, I guess, yeah, I mean, I would put a little bit more emphasis in my BP and, and try to focus on things that I probably should be focusing on um, and, and just stick to my routine. Yeah, for sure. So like 
my my thought when when we initially made this and kind of the concept behind the scorecard, I just kept on reflecting about my sophomore year of college. Um, that was people say the sophomore slump, but that was like the slump of all slumps. Did you did you go through that? Oh, definitely, definitely. I've had some brutal slumps. And, um, I think sophomore year was my worst slump. Uh, I was probably hitting below 100 in the first. I think 10 games, 15 games, 20 games. But yeah, no, slumps, uh, slumps was the real deal for sure. So for myself, my fresh or my sophomore year, so I had a great freshman year. And, you know, I had so many expectations going into my sophomore year. And, you know, I, I wanted to be the hitter I was my freshman year, but with way more power. So every hit I got my freshman year, I wanted to be a double. But my, Sophomore year, I went into games and it just the emotional roller coaster. I just became a wreck. I'd be in games, I'd be over two, I'd be sitting in the outfield. My mind would be racing. Oh man, I grounded out two times already today. Like, what do I need to do my next at bat? I need to get a hit this next one. That way, my batting average can go up again. So, I think. I was so focused on outcomes and my expectations were so high that it took me out of the present. Um, and it just created an ungodly amount of stress as a player. Um, and I think if I had the scorecard at that time, it, it might've changed my outlook on things just because I, I was never okay with a bad day. I, I took it off the field. My, my relationships with people was probably not the best at that time because I was so what happened on the field was a reflection of who I, I felt it was a reflection of who I was as a person, maybe because most likely because my ego was attached to everything I did on the field, but it just, in a way it wasn't healthy. So if I had the scorecard at the time, I mean, I think it would have been a much better way of separating what happened in the game and just being okay with all the outcomes and just moving on. And I think that progression of just letting things build up, build up, and being like, I went 0 for 3, I went 0 for 4, now I'm in a slump, and that just made the whole cycle just continue. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that. I, I, you know, I think, um, you know, with the scorecard, you know, if, if you get into a little streak where A-Bs aren't kind of going your way, um, instead of, of having that mindset of, all right, let me, you know, let me try to, change something or let me try to do a little bit more than I was doing in the previous ABs. And I mean, that's when you get hurt, right? When you try to do too much and you try to come out of what kind of hitter you are. Um, and that's what will turn slumps into long slumps, right? Cause you, you, you're up there already knowing, Hey, I haven't gotten hit in the last call it, 10 ABs. You know, I gotta, you know, I gotta really force this one here. I gotta really, you know, make sure I get my right pitch. I really, but at the end of the day, like, you know, if you force things, it's going to be a lot harder for those things to happen. And, and I think with the scorecard and having that positive mindset, right. And, and not just a positive mindset, but, but really kind of going through these ABs and, and, and saying, Hey, you know, I just missed that one pitch. Like that was just, it was just one pitch. And that just changed the whole, the, you know, the whole AB for me, you know, if I could change and say, Hey, that one pitch that I swung at in the dirt, maybe I could have taken it and probably would have gotten a better pitch to hit after that and would have pieced it up the middle. You know, that makes me, you know, that makes me definitely feel a lot better about my day. And I, I think that's like the, 
what this scorecard for me would have done is just kind of helped me either, you know, stay out of those slumps and, 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 and really focus on, you know, one AB to the next and, and, and just kind of focus on what's, what's out in front of me. Yeah. And I, I think definitely for our young guys, I think it's something that's going to be extremely beneficial because, you know, I, I know both of us went through a phase of maturity that, you know, I, I think we knew what we were as players and what we could do. And we went, we didn't try to do too much, but I think sometimes it's tough to stay grounded within yourself. So I think even if you're an upperclassman or senior, I think it's something that's extremely beneficial. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. I mean, I, you know, especially for the, for the young guys, you know, it, it's, it's, it's showing them a new way of, of approaching um, failure, right? And it's a new way of approaching success. And, um, you know, it's, it's a way of, of, of kind of going into these games and, and going through ABs and reflecting and, and learning and, and understanding what the difference between that two for four day and that one for four day, right? I mean, you know, it's not, it's not all about stats. It's, it, it's really, it's not all about stats. Um, um, I, I know a lot of people get caught up in, in, in what kind of stats they have. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's trying to get the job done for the team, trying to get on base, right? So, you know, maybe that ball that you swung in the dirt, um, if you'd have taken that, that would have been ball three and, and the pitcher wouldn't have given you a pitch ahead and you get on base, right? And, and that's, you know, production for the team. I, I think that's a, a good, um, you know, something good that comes out of out of these scorecards, which I wish I had when I was a player for sure. Yeah, and then just kind of my final thought on this. This was a thought I was having earlier in the day. Um, you know, so many times I've heard coaches say the most important pitch is the next pitch, and I, I get where that's coming from. But I think so much of what we talk about with our guys is being present, staying present. So why is that mantra not the most important pitch is the pitch now? Because if we're getting so caught up in past past outcomes, future future expectations, it's going to take us away from the present. So, you know, that's something like just my thought on with that. And, you know, I think the scorecard, you know, people do, that's human nature to dwell on the past. But if we can trick our mind into thinking we had better outcomes, it's going to roll over the next day because, you know, you know, if you have a good day at the plate, you end it on a double, you're going to feel good about yourself. So if we can trick ourselves to thinking we did that. And if we can trick our players to thinking they did that, um, it's going to lead to some really good things. And, you know, we're super excited about it and we're looking forward to it in the future, but that's kind of all we have from this side. And we look forward to getting back to the podcast soon. So thank you, Pablo. Thanks, Flash, for having me. Uh, it was a pleasure having this conversation with you. I'm looking forward to future conversations for sure. Yeah, and we'll we'll continue to keep it rolling. And, you know, the Golden Eagles will stay Scooby. So have a good night, guys.